0: Hi, I'm Glenn Gilliam, and you're listening to Brothers on Tennis.
1: Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And we are here today, folks, to talk about what? The last official week of the tennis
0: season 2020.
1: Bryce, I'm sad. How you feeling, bruh?
0: you know what, I, I I know where you're coming from by saying you're sad because it's like, okay, this is the last. But they're going to be on break for, like, what, a couple weeks? <laughs> I know, right? It's like three days. <laughs> I mean, we went, like, about six months without tennis. And, and, and so December is going to just blow by, you know.
1: It, it will. It will. Yeah. Yeah, I, but you know, I, I guess it's just one of those things where I feel like it's just now getting, you know, the flow of it is coming right. back. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we've been enjoying all this good tennis and all this good competitiveness. And right. and now it's like, okay, now you got basically six to seven, if not more, weeks where where we got a break. Luckily, there's football and other sports going on, true enough. Right. But right. it's, again, not it's, it's not tennis. So I'm, I'm sad in the sense that, You know, we got to wait a a bunch of weeks in order to to get it. But that's okay, because 2021 should be popping. Yes. And hopefully there will be some wonderful, wonderful, uh, you know, tennis
0: played in the new year. So, So, uh, so yeah, man. Yeah, man. And and look, and I'm ready for Roger Federer to come back. It's been good seeing all this tennis. But as we've talked about in the past, when Roger's not in the draw, it's just like, Something for me special. personally, yeah, it just is like, mm, all right, I'll watch it, you know. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, need, I need Roger back. And uh, wow. so that's why I'm excited for us to go ahead and to get to January because uh, I want to see how he's going to show up against these new guys because these new guys are starting to show out a little bit.
1: Right, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what we'll be talking about this week because they what showed out on this right. uh, final ATP Nito. They was like, look, anybody scared of you, <laughs> big two? Uh, <laughs> at least not indoors. Shoot, we got right. some something for you on these on these on these courts. Right, man, crazy man, crazy crazy.
0: But uh, excuse yeah. me, everyone, for my uh, scruff look. You know, th- there is literally no reason for me to shave. If my dog don't care, you know there you go.
1: Hell, you should have saw me before the weekend. It was looking real (laughs) right? I mean, it was looking real tight because all of this
0: was going on, all of this was going on. Oh, I had that look. I mean, because before you we we recorded that last interview, Uh who was was looking like Uncle Ruckus was me. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I'm telling you. I caught myself <laughs> in the reflection of the mirror and got scared. I was like, that Uncle Ruckus?
1: <laughs> I was like, Uncle Ruckus, what? <laughs> what is going on here? Man, I'm telling it you, it was, was a scary thing. I figured since, you know, it's, you know, I ain't doing much for, for Thanksgiving, but still the fact that we are on the holiday, you know, it'd be good to just kind of get cleaned up and get myself right. So I figured I'd at least could look relatively acceptable for for Thanksgiving but right ain't much else going on outside of
0: that though, bro. I'm no tell you. not no, at all nah, uh, nah. And, and we and we throw that out to everyone you know be safe during the holidays I mean you know Absolutely. for those of you that are um, you know kind of staying in place you know props to you for for that and for those of you that are you know or will be joining others or will be going to be with family um, please make sure you do that safely and safely as you possibly can and um, we are too close to getting to the end of this thing. I mean, we have a light at the end of the t- tunnel now with the progress with these vaccines and it'll make no sense for somebody to get caught slipping at this point in the game, you know? That's
1: exactly right. Don't, don't do it. I mean, come on y'all, just be, you know, be as safe as you possibly, possibly can. Cause we were right there, you know, advancements and things are being made every single day. So uh-huh. just, just be patient. Understand that you know all uh, this too shall pass, yeah, but you got to be patient and, yeah. and you know, and, and don't be that, don't be that one, uh, <laughs> be getting something and then, uh, and then two weeks later, the vaccine that came out and you, you don't do it, just don't, don't, don't oh, do it. it so, just yeah, be safe.
0: yeah, it won't yeah. be, it won't be. And, and I see, uh, Rochelle, yes, uh, thank you for reminding us, you know. You know all the thanks to the healthcare workers and, oh, of course, you know, line people. I mean, uh, they are truly the heroes in this situation. And uh, it will be great. Think about it. It'll be great when we get to the point and when we start having those conversations of, man, do you remember 2020? <laughs> do, do you you remember twenty twenty?
1: Twenty twenty was off the was chain. chain. Of
0: yes. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, Kareem, I just talked about letting my facial hair grow out. Yeah, it, you know, it's good for the face. There you go. I guess. <laughs> so anyway, we we're not here to have some big old social, you know, conversation. Let's talk about the tennis and you know this past week we had an absolutely delicious men's atp season ending final the very last one that they're having in the o2 in london
1: yeah that's right that's right because they will be moving to italy right next year for the next five years yes
0: to which is which is
1: pretty interesting given the fact that you know we got the surge in the italian talent you know, Berrettini and center. That's probably why Berrettini act like he wanted it. Cause he's like, it's going to be in my backyard next year. I, 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 I'll, I'll get my, I'll get myself right for next year.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Italy, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a nice spot. Yeah. Italy has themselves yeah. um, together by them. I mean, oh, like, yeah, it, yeah it, they'll, they'll be good. Uh, but it's exciting. The, the, the finals was, was, were great from day one. The, um the round Robin groups, I thought were paired up nicely. You had uh, in Djokovic's group, you had himself, Dominique Team, Cece Pop. No, uh, he had Dominique Team, Schwartzman, and who was the other one? Mevidev. Mevidev, sorry, yes, my boy. So (laughs) Mevidev, Djokovic, uh, Schwartzman, and uh, Team. That was mm-hmm. a very, very good group. And then in the other group, you had Nadal, you had uh, Medvedev. I mean, sorry, no. Uh, Nadal. No, no, no. You, I'm getting these names mixed up. C. pass <laughs> yeah, right, right. Rublev. And um, who's the other one I'm missing? Zverev? Zareb, yeah, because you know I don't think about him. Uh, (laughs) Not many do. (laughs) So that's, you know, another good group. And probably one of the things that people are saying about this year's um, finals was that, you know what, it really kind of felt a little bit like the changing of the guards. And, you know, when you hear about those two groups, you naturally think that's Djokovic's group and that's Nadal's group. And, and, yeah. and rightfully so. They were seeded one and two, right? Correct. But throughout the week, we quickly learned that it was actually Dominique Teams and, uh, uh, and uh, Daniil, Medvedev Daniil Medvedev groups. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you got to think <laughs> about it. Both of those guys in this tournament beat both Novak and Rafa.
1: And Rafa. And that, to me, is – that's that, that speaks – Volumes, Bryce. I mean, it really, really speaks volumes. The fact that two players mm-hmm. can take out the big two in the same tournament, and it be the ending year finals, mm-hmm. that is a humongous accomplishment on both Medvedev and Team's uh, part. I mean, that is major, dude. Mm-hmm. That's going to give them so much confidence going into twenty twenty one. It was exceptional. I mean, it was, yeah. and it was definitely something that I sure as hell wasn't expecting. Because, you know, for me, I was thinking, well, you know, the fact that, again, Federer's not here and, you know, Rafa has always got that, you know, that thing, you know, on the, on the you know, they always need needling him about the fact that you haven't won it. So to me, this was like a prime opportunity for him to do so. And like I said, the Young Guns was like, and I, and not that team and and. Never did our young guns per se. Right? right? They was like, "Bitch, they was like, 'Bitch, anybody scared of you? This is an indoor hardcore, right? And all that spin and, and stuff you got? No, no, no. That's for the clay. That is not for this surface, right? And we got something for you. And, and I tell you what, Bryce, I, I don't understand what happened on the on the Jokovic side. To be honest with you, because I mean, again, this is his surface. Right. I mean, he loves indoor hardcore. So the fact that he got stolen by both of them, that to me, honestly, was the more surprising of the two things. I just, I honestly thought Novak would have at least been able to get, you know, one of those two matches. But to lose to both of them, that was surprising to me. What was your take on it, bro?
0: Well, and I'm going to take a little bit of a different take on the team Djokovic won. You know, I don't think Djokovic lost that match as much as team won it. Um, you know, it. We have seen matches with Djokovic where he's out there and he makes a lot of mistakes, and it's very clear that he wasn't on his game and probably contributed more to the loss than the other person winning. Right? Yeah. That was yeah. not the case uh, with with uh, Dominic Thiem. And remember, Djokovic has this reputation of being almost invincible in tiebreakers now, and right. and he kind of right. showed that in the second set when he pulled out. That second set tiebreaker, when he even had match points against him, but right. for him to have been up for love in the third set tiebreaker, right, and to watch Dominic team say, "Wait a minute, let me loosen my back up," <laughs> <laughs> and, and he he put the smackdown on one seven of the next eight points, and it I once again I don't feel like it was Djokovic fell off a cliff. I feel like team stepped up and took team. that match. Exactly. I'm so
1: right there with you. Cause I remember looking at that tie break, and it was just like when he went down for love, it's so weird because I kind of looked and I was like, he just sort of exhaled. And then after that, it was just like boom, 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 boom. And I was just like, this dude is like, okay. Guess what, Mr. Clutch? I'm about to take your title from you, and I'm about to be Clutch. And mm-hmm. he played that, the rest of that tiebreaker spectacularly, bro. It was incredible. It, it was. really, really was impressive. It was.
0: Now, yeah. with the other match between Medvedev and, and Nadal, there were some very interesting dynamics in that match. Because, number one, in this one, when you look at surface, it's a much bigger difference. I think, between the two. It absolutely is not Nadal's favorite, and uh, Medvedev is very, very good on it, right? But you had these other factors going on, right? Medvedev had never beaten Nadal before, and we know until you get over that hump, that's always a thing, right? That's right. But then again, we know last year at the championships, Medvedev was up on Nadal 5-1 in the third set and and basically went on vacation early. So, I think although he didn't win that match, I think he was able to walk away from that match saying, "Okay, you know, I can I can pull that one right." So, so with him winning that match, uh, I think you know Medvedev really kind of overcame some um, some demons there. And 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 just something else I want to tie to Medvedev is I want to actually I'm going to tie a couple of things to Medvedev right now. Number one. Uh, I was listening to another podcast this morning, and they were talking about the whole this whole year-end thing. And That's I was enough. really pretty disappointed because it just seemed like it was a, a hating fest on hmm. Um okay. And it was like talking about every reason why he won other than him. You know, <laughs> almost <laughs> like despite <laughs> him, right? And so it made me realize... That, you know, with the big three going out, we kind of have another big three coming in. And, and for me, I kind of think, and I know there's a lot of really good upcoming players, but I truly believe the core of the next big three is going to be Team Matt Medev, and CC Paz. CC Paz has got some things he's got to work out, but I think at the end of the day, he's going to be in that group, right? Yep. yep. Now... I think Medvedev is going to end up, in terms of popularity, is going to end up being the Djokovic of that group, right? I agree. You know, people like to not like Russians. (laughs) Medvedev (laughs) likes to do things to make you not like him a little bit. Yes, he does. But there's a big difference between Medvedev and Djokovic. Djokovic is playing that role, but he really doesn't want to. He wants to be liked. He wants to be loved. He wants to be adorned, right? Mevadev, Mevadev really don't give a damn. He don't care if you like him or not. <laughs> Mevadev right. is like, make sure my check clear, and we good. Right. You, you know, make sure the coins are right. Make sure, coins make sure right. the coins are right, and we don't got no issues. And we all right. Right? Thank you. So, exactly. I don't care if you like me. I don't care if you don't have posters up for me. That don't <laughs> matter. Right? So I think that's going to be great for Mevadev. He's not going to have some of the issues that I think um, – Djokovic has had in that area the other thing that I want to bring up which is now players y'all need to start paying attention to this if you're not Medvedev has been another player who has come out and talked about the powers of having these um these sports psychologists and therapists and you know and we know for Medvedev back in the day Medvedev used to pop off and be crazy and all that kind of you see, now don't get me wrong, the crazy's still in there and and I kind of oh, yes, like it's,
1: it. it. It's still good.
0: But you see he manages it so right. much better now. And we've yeah. heard, you know, with Iga, Swiatek ta- talking about mm-hmm. the difference it made mm-hmm. for her. You know, this could really be the next new thing for players, right? Mm-hmm. To give you that Absolutely. little that little edge. So, um, so I was very excited to see yeah. that final of Medvedev and um, and team happen because I felt like really these are two of the members of the next big three that are really kind of there now, right? right. And yes. and I wanted to see this battle. So, what did you think about that final that they had?
1: You know, it, it well. It was it was incredible. It was a great great final. Um, you know it was funny because early on they were talking you know ESPN and they were saying you know hey you know somebody popped off and was like team is going to witness thing, straight sets and blah blah and boom 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 and, <laughs> and you know and for me, I guess, you know, you and I were talking about this even before the match. I really didn't care who won, if I was being very honest with you, because mm-hmm. I like both Dominique Team and Daniel Medvedev. I like both of them. And honestly, they earned it. The fact that both of them beat Novak and Rafa in the same tournament, mm-hmm. I-, I was like, either one of y'all take it. Because, you know, you both deserve it. You both right. have, have put, in the, put in the work to, right. to get this title. So for me, I really didn't didn't um, care who won, but man, it was a good match. I mean, again, team got out there. He, you know, team did his thing, and and he wrapped up that first set. He was very competitive in the second set. They got it, you know, got it, it got close. Mm-hmm. But Daniil was like, hold up, hold <laughs> up. About me. wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> He was like, like bitch, no. <laughs> if you go get it, you better get me. Because right. if you go to a third, I'm going to be all up on you. And that's exactly what he did. He pushed it to a third. And at that point, it just the tide just started very slowly swinging. And we know the team, you know, team is a workhorse, but right. he can get tired. He's had a long year. And I honestly feel like a couple of things played into it. The fact that, again, team, uh, uh, Medvedev has not played a lot of really good tennis this year. So he's really just ramping into uh, his mode, if you will. He won, you know, Bercy, he won Paris, He and and, uh-huh. and he's, you know, undefeated coming in, you know, as, as he got to that particular match. So I think that was big, and I also think that, again, getting that victory over Rafa, it's like you said, bro, when you can conquer a demon, when it's in the books, it's in black and white, right. you can't race that shit. Right. You done beat somebody. Right. You get when you've done that, your mental your confidence and your mental is right. Mm-hmm. And I just think that going into that third set, he drew on those two things. He had more energy than team, mm-hmm. and I honestly feel like his confidence level, the fact that he beat Rafa for the first time, right. just kind of pushed him over. And he was like, Nah, son, I'm about to take this. And and he did what he did the previous summer. He right. he played fearless tennis and he got it done, man. It was a beautiful thing. And I was just proud of both of them, man. I was really happy for both team and uh, Medvedev. I expect to see that matchup many, many times right. in the future, especially in 2021. I expect to see that matchup a lot. Right. Um, and so to me, bro, it was fantastic. Give, 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 give the audience and myself your thoughts on that, um, on that match.
0: You know, uh, going into the match, you know I wanted Medvedev to win because out of this next group of players coming up, um, Medvedev is my favorite. Uh, and the reason why Medvedev is my favorite is because, and I know this is going to sound really weird, but just go with me for a second on this.
1: All right, all right.
0: His game reminds me a lot like Federer. And mm-hmm. the reason I say that is because it's a very unorthodox game in comparison to the standard game that's out there. That's, you know, that's been Federer for the longest time. No, who else out there plays like Federer? Right, so when you play Federer, it's a whole different type of mindset you have to have. No, That's right. Medvedev, although he doesn't play like Federer, Medvedev has a very kind of different, awkward style. He's he's got a very deceiving, good serve. I mean, can yes, really serve does. you off the court. To be right. as tall as he is and to move as well as he does is crazy. His the commentators were were talking. I forgot what match it was. They were saying who do you think has the best defensive skills of this next crew coming up? And they were like, oh, we think it's Pies." And I'm thinking, are y'all smoking crack? (laughs) Medvedev by far. And maybe they just – you know how sometimes just a name you just miss because to me this was that big of a miss. Mm Medvedev, part of the reason why he wins is he digs and he digs and he digs and he gets shots back and he hits them in places that you don't even expect. And right. the skill that you have to have to do that, both physically and from a, a, a shot standpoint, uh, he can hit angles, he can hit with pace, he can do the lot. It, it, you know what? He may not ever go down as the greatest volleyer in the world, but he is effective. He's effective. He gets the job done when he goes up there. Um, right. I forgot what his percentage was, but he had a very high percentage of winning mm-hmm. his points at the net. So... You don't get the whole feel of his game by just looking at the parts of Medvedev, right? Right. So I think he's always a tricky matchup for people. And to be very honest with you, most of the times that I've seen Medvedev lose, it's really been because of him. Right. You know, right. I've not yep. seen many yep. people just blow Medvedev off the court, you right. know. So um, So anyway, I just wanted to give folks that background. That's why he intrigues me. That's why I like him. And I love his attitude. You know, I I, I kind of like the – he embraces this whole rebel-type attitude. Uh, he's, yeah. Don't get me wrong, he's done some things in the past that he shouldn't have, but, shoot, all the players have, right? Uh, right. And, and the thing that I can appreciate is he has tried to learn from those. You've seen the actual change in his behavior and his mentality. So, once again, going into the final, I was hoping that he won, but mm-hmm. I actually was giving an edge to Team because I just felt like mm-hmm. Team was a bit on a roll, right? He had won the U.S. Open, he had beaten, you know, Rafa and uh, and let's remind people, Dominic Team has now beaten Djokovic five out of the last seven times they've played. Yeah. So who owns who, really?
1: I'm good. That's, a, that's I, a very true.
0: Story. I mean, just saying, you know. So. <laughs> I kind of felt like team maybe had a little bit of an edge, but I I talked to my mom right before the match started and she was asking my opinion, like, "Who? I mean, what do you think? And I, and I gave her what I just gave you, but I said this, I said, Medvedev is a slow starter and he grinds and he really kind of builds momentum going into a match. And we've seen that many times. I said, if team's going to win, Team has to win the first set. If team doesn't win the first set, I don't think he has a shot at all. Right. And right. and he and and he won the first set, and I was like, okay. Uh, right. But you saw Medvedev start changing his tactics, you know, in the second set, and. You know he wasn't missing balls, and he was getting team in some very uncomfortable situations. And because I was a little concerned in the beginning, because I thought that ploy, that team was using that sliced backhand was working. Yeah. It felt like yeah. it was working, um, and it was once again Medvedev who played the loose game in the first set when he was up forty love and got yeah. missed that and overhead, that overhead, and, that overhead right, yep. and things got kind of <laughs> wacky. That really, right. you know, kind of contributed to him losing. But um, but I kept my fingers crossed, and, you know, Medvedev did what Medvedev does, and um, he pulled it out. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I will say this in closing. Another reason why I was really, really happy that Medvedev won is because I think now Dominic – this didn't crush Dominic team. Dominique Thiem won a U.S. Open this year. The, the, nothing, Dominique team fine. He's good, right? <laughs> he's good. But Dominique Thiem and Medvedev have now had 2020s that are highly motivating for them going into 2021, right? Yes. yes. And you have Rafa and uh, uh, Djokovic coming back. You know, see, I'm sure C.C. Pass is going to try to make sure he's in the mix. We're all looking at what Center's going to do. Oh, by the way, Roger Federer is reintroducing himself back in there. And, um, you know, it just really makes for an exciting 2021.
1: <laughs> I completely agree, man. I mean, I just, yeah, I, I think it's going to be popping, dude. I think there's going to be, that Australian Open, if, if well, I'm going to say when it happens, because I know they're always you know, they're still talking about the window and, and you know, when things are going to be happening and, and they may push it off or push it down in the season, season a little bit, given the spikes. But whenever it happens, it's going to be popping, because I think that a, a lot of players are going to go into it with a lot of confidence. And, right. um, and, and I just think that there's going to be a lot of folks that are, um, they just going to be ready, man. They're going to be ready. They're right. going to be ready. This offseason, I feel like for both team and for Medvedev, will be very, very positive, mm-hmm. you know, given everything that they've um, done. I think another person that's going to go into the offseason with, uh, you know, an incredible, you know, amount of, of, of um. You know just uh excitement is going to be of course center right. i think he had a really really solid 2020. i mm-hmm. think he showed up like i said if you look at that french open of anyone nadal played center was by far the toughest opponent that he had um right. and and so that that has to bode very well for his confidence mm-hmm. um and like i said and then you just wonder you know seeing that Medvedev and team were able to take out both Novak and, uh, and, Rada, and Rafa, mm-hmm. what does that mean now for the others? So right. when you see, when you're someone like CC Paz, so you're someone like, you know, again, you talk about the Canadians, Shapavlov and, and FAA, you, you have to think that they are gaining a little bit of confidence as well to say, all right, we, they're starting to make some inroads into that big three. Right. You know, let me get let me get my game right. Let me get right. me some victories on on the on the big three, and let's and let's see what's up. So I, I have I have a feeling twenty twenty one is going to be out of control, y'all. It's
0: it's going to be good. Right. It's going to be good, man. So what do you yeah. think about? Um, I think it was Brad Gilbert who predicted it, but he mm-hmm. he has thoughts that Dominique team is going to take over the number one spot in twenty twenty one. Um, do you uh agree with that? I think he will touch it.
1: I don't think he will end next year as the number one player in the world, but I do feel like the fact that he's won the U.S. Open and the fact that he made the finals of the European Championships, mm-hmm. those points are gonna are gonna stay with him throughout a right. good majority of the of the season. Mm-hmm. So you have to think that if we have a normal schedule and given the fact that Dominic Team likes to play a lot of tournaments anyway, right. you have to think that if he plays the tournaments. He's going to touch number one. Like I said, I don't know that he will finish the year number one, uh-huh. but I absolutely believe that he will touch touch the number one, and he'll get it for a couple weeks. What about you, man? What are you thinking?
0: I think it's possible. Um, I, one of the statements that I, I completely agree with um, from the commentators is that uh, typically when we're going into the Australian Open, that's been a tournament that Djokovic has totally dominated. Uh, and, you know, you, he goes in with – He's the prohibitive favorite, you know, and you're just like, okay, he's first, and then who's second, third, and fourth? Who's next the field, yeah. I'm telling (laughs) you what, this is the first year in a long time that I can't – I mean, he is a favorite, but Mm -hmm. a lot is going to depend on these people's draws. There are people Mm -hmm. – brackets in the the term of draws. I mean, (laughs) uh, you know, it is going – because I'm going to tell you what – You're going to have some players that are going to start having incredibly tough matches starting in the third round. Third round. Yes. The fourth
1: round is going to be, it's going to be rocky, sure enough. Right. And And it's
0: going to be very interesting uh, to see how this, you know, um, um, going to be. Now, here, I want to to, um, answer the question here. one of our comments yeah. on IG Live says, I don't read a ton into the wins over Rafa. He's never been particularly strong at the Tour Finals. Fast indoor courts aren't his favorite. I, and I understand what you're saying, but let's be clear. When we talk about Nadal not being good on fast courts, it's relative to how good he is on other courts. It is no way an indication that he's a bad player on fast indoor Course. Oh God, no! You know, he, 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 so, he wouldn't have the all four Grand Slams if he were bad. No, so so, no. so yeah. I, if you beat Rafael Nadal on gravel, you—I'm <laughs> <laughs> serious—you feel good about that because he—he he isn't really as much of a surface person as he is a competitor, right? Right. So, right. Uh, right. so I do put stock in you know those were—I uh, mean, C.C. Pass will tell you he was pretty good on hard court. Uh, sure. <laughs> Ru- Rublev who hardcore <laughs> Harcourt fits his game like nobody else he'll tell you Rafa's pretty good on, on hardcore, so I, I I would say you know anytime you beat I'm going to be this general anytime you beat any member of the big three on any surface that is a good win that's true
1: yes sir <laughs> you know? absolutely yeah, you should be, you should get, you should pop some bottles, for sure. Right. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, it, it, because, again, they are so dominant, and, and, and rightfully so. I mean, that's why they got all the grand slams. That's why they've been hoarding them all. And, you know, so anytime you can get a victory on any of them, it is a major, major accomplishment right. because they ain't giving away nothing. Right. Them, them three, they ain't trying to give nothing. And they and they still trying to hold their ground, even though Father Time is catching up, uh-huh. especially with Roger. But but no no no. Anytime you can get a victory, it's 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 a very very it's a sweet thing for them. Right. And and again, it, that's why I feel like confidence wise, they will go into twenty one really really looking looking to do some damage. Now now Bryce, what I will say this to is this though: Djokovic in my eyes will still go into the Australian Open as the favorite. He, I don't see anybody else going into that tournament being a favorite over him. Right. Because, again, Roger's still a question mark, so we all know what he's going to look like. And I don't think any of the others have been able to, you know, p- produce results enough that it would say, okay, we need to put this person ahead of this person. No, not at that point. But like we were talking about, if you talk about, you know, Novak versus the field, who do you pick? I'm picking the field come Mm -hmm. 2021 right I I don't feel like I don't feel like Novak is that dominant of a of a you know um of you know as far as predictions go I don't feel like he's as dominant as he has been in the previous years right so um yeah and it's like you said it will depend on how the draw unfolds who's in his his Mm -hmm. particular half and quadrants and, and 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 yeah yeah we we will see but that's That sport, and that's why I'm so looking forward to this uh,
0: 2021, man. It's going to be good, man. Right. And the other thing I was going to say is um, I just lost it. There was, there was. I talked to it. I talked to (laughs) it. But uh, yeah, no, that that will be very interesting. I wanted to address uh, it. Glenn made a comment here saying, How did you see Kim Claster's return to the tour, and does it make sense? So, my initial thoughts on this is, number one, we only got to see a, you know, a little bit of Kim, uh, unfortunately, because of everything that went on this year. But I thought she looked great. Um Kim looked great. I, I, I think, you know, she I, – I don't think it was uh, her being full of herself that she can come back. She clearly has the game to come back and hit with these other women. Uh, that forehand was on fire. She moves around Ooh. the court well, even with her not still being in a hundred percent shape. That serve was looking pretty good. I just think yep. she she still needs some some match play. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm here for Kim Clijsters. Um,
1: what, what do you, uh, Isaac? I 100% agree with that. I mean, again, we're talking about Serena Williams still competing for Grand Slam. Right. I mean, her and, and Kim are about the same age. In fact, I think Kim might be a year younger than Serena. Right. So, right. you know, I, you know, I, don't get it twisted. Kim Kleisters is a baller. She she, mm-hmm. she can play this game. Right. And like I said, she was up there. She was fighting with Venus and Serena and Justine and Lindsey Davenport back in the day. And, and she was getting her. So, right. do, you do not underestimate Kim Clijsters, y'all. I'm trying to tell you. Kim Clijsters is the truth, right. and she she if she gets herself right and she is really ready, mm-hmm. I will I fully fully expect her to compete for Grand Slams in 2021 right. if she come out right. Right you know you, you, you that's greatness right there like i said mm-hmm. i i hold kim in a in a very high esteem kim is my girl right. like i said i love my 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 weird sisters or my queens don't trip right. it's always going to be venus and Serena up here but right underneath it there's kim right yeah, <laughs> yeah. i will always be giving kim some love because to me kim 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 yeah kim got game she's a sweetheart of a person mm-hmm. like i said i have the opportunity to again meet her and it it just it, like all the commentators say she is just that genuine and just
0: that nice. She's a great person. So yeah, yeah, keep, yeah, right. Kim. So uh, so yeah, I I think she's great now. Um, and here's another thing: it isn't even just about Kim. I think the women's field right now is wide open. There is not just one or two people dominating. The tour right now. Every time we go in, we've had a, uh, almost a different winner almost every time. Um, I mean, shoot, we had Ega Srontek up here yeah, swinging there. her Grand Slam hardware. So Kim Clijsters was like, shoot, I, I know I can get up there and do that. So, um, <laughs> but uh, and yes, Paul, I did see uh, Sharapova t- on social media trying to show that she's doing some off-season training. Come back. I want her to to come back. (laughs) I want her to come back so that all those girls can show her what time it is. (laughs) <laughs> they
1: oh, show her Maria, what time it is, Maria, baby, Maria, baby! Don't do it. Just don't uh, don't put yourself through that, baby. Because you you have to know that folk gear up to play you. Yes, you have yes. to know. That's why Serena be putting that wax on you all the time. <laughs> Serena said shit. Now that is actually why I would want you to come <laughs> back because I would want Serena to smack that up <laughs> just a couple more times. But. I tell you what, bro. Maria Sheriff over, you better be trading for, for, for something else outside the tennis, baby. You don't want that smoke. <laughs> she
0: don't want that smoke.
1: You don't want that smoke. She don't want that smoke. Baby. Yeah. yeah. Trust, trust brothers on tennis, Maria. You do not want to do that to yourself.
0: <laughs> right. Now, we're getting uh, another question here asking about the health uh, status of Bianca on and if. Bianca! Because if she's healthy, uh, they think that her only real competition is uh, Osaka. So I will say hmm. this. Uh, I definitely have been out here putting myself out here on the Osaka thing for 2021. I I, I believe that, uh, you know, Osaka, to, 2021 is going to be Osaka's <laughs> year. I'm not exactly how she's going to do it, but that is going to be her year. But I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> I have a really, really, really big question mark on Andreescu Because it's one thing for you to be out for a couple weeks or a month or a couple of months even, right? Old right. girl was out for a year. A whole year. a matter of fact, by the time she actually plays, hopefully, in Australia, it's going to be like a year and a quarter. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You, I don't care how much you practice. I don't care how many practice matches you play. I don't care how many exhibitions you play. You cannot be off the professional tour for over a year and just step back in like you left, Mm -hmm. right? So while we know that Bianca has the potential to be mean and at the top of the game or whatever, she's going to have to build herself back up there because these other girls ain't just sitting here waiting to get their heads knocked. (laughs) <laughs> you know, they're not just sitting around like when be I gonna come knock my head again? No, they're ready. They've been improving. They've been training. They've been playing. So they gonna have something for her. And and Paul, I see you saying unless your name is Serena, but Serena don't even want to see you in a grand slam final. I tell you that. <laughs> so Isaac, I don't know. I'm gonna let you take it.
1: I, well, I'm gonna be honest with you though, bro. I'm, I'm I'm leaning a bit with Paul. I know I know I see Butter putting some things out there, and I hear what you're saying but you still have to think about what Andrescu has done with the limited amount of play that she has had. She has won basically two uh, tier ones, whatever you want to call them, and a grand slam. And like I said, she didn't even play the whole damn year, that year.
0: Yeah, so no, but she did it once. It's in flu- I, it technically I, I is in fluke zone did. right now. It's technically but in fluke no, zone. No,
1: no. I, and, I, I am, and I completely understand that, not disagreeing with you guys. But what I'm saying is if somebody can do that, I'm not necessarily going to vote against them that they can't come back and do it again. Because, again, that's how that's how Serena has been, because that's how her greatness has been. She's been off for a while. She come back and she smacked them heads. I don't know if Bianca is of that level, but this to me will tell it. And I'm not necessarily going to vote against her until I see it, because, again, she's proven she's got to again when she got out there and she clowned. And then she was like, oh, I'm hurt. And then she came back, and then she won another Tier one And then she went up in the U.S. Open and, like I said, got, got on Serena in that final. Mm-hmm. And, and, like I said, she outplayed Serena in that final. Let's just be clear. Serena yeah. beat her on yeah. yeah. trying to no, take that from her, her. Right. But Bianca, Bianca beat her. It wasn't Serena choking. She she got beat on that day. Mm-hmm. I think she choked against Halle. But anyway. Well, no, but Halla actually played. No, Halla beat her. Anyway, <laughs> H- yeah, Halle kind of smacked her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Serena was like, damn, girl. This so... So, and I think that's what it is, is that, again, Serena got, we all know, Serena is the queen, she got the game, Mm -hmm. I mean, ain't no question, but in regards to Bianca, once again, do I, I I do feel like she has that potential, am I going to put my coins on it, hell to the no, but I do feel like she has that, she could be one of those that comes back, if she fit and she right, that's gonna be up there competing with Osaka because I'm like you. I do believe that Osaka is in a headspace right now that she's going. She gonna show out in 2021, and I feel like it's gonna be the Serenas. It's gonna be potentially the Biancas. It's gonna potentially be the Haleps that are gonna be the ones that are gonna be trying to catch her. Uh-huh. Um, you see what I'm saying? Right. But I just feel like her headspace right now. I'm like, I'm, I'm biting off you big time because. I'm liking where Osaka is right now because she's like, bitch. Anybody scared of you? I'm dealing <laughs> with a bunch of shit that y'all just ain't even. Y'all not even. No, I can't mess with y'all. There's a lot of big things going on in my head that I'm trying to do, and and I'm just getting it done. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I feel like I'm I'm very much in the camp that you are. the 2021 will be Osaka's year, and I think that the ladies are going to have to fight her, and and, and I'll put Bardy in there as well because again, I love Bardy's game. I love me some Ash Bardy, but again. Barty also has not played in a very long time. Will she be, you know, how long is it going to take her to get her rhythm back going? Uh, but I think, I, I really believe all of them will be trying to catch Naomi. And I'm going to leave it there and let, pass it back to you on your comments, brother.
0: Uh, the only additional thing I'm going to add to the um, Bianca piece is yeah.
1: there's another element
0: that's even beyond ability. And it is mm. it is health. And Bianca has not shown that she's been able to stay healthy. You can't be at the top of the game if you can't play. So one of the things that when I say I need to see some things from her in 2021, it ain't just about yeah. what she can do on the court. I want to see how often she can make it to the court and actually mm-hmm. compete. Um, and that's something that these other girls, like Osaka and Barney, you know, they've shown they can stay healthy. And they can yes. and they can play these rigorous schedules in full seasons. So... A lot of question marks on Andrescu, a lot of potential there, uh, but we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, this will be something to definitely keep our eyes on for uh, 2021. Um, so um, it is 545, I think. and what I'd like to do right now is let's, let's give the, the listeners just a little bit of information because we need to kind of break and go to locker room uh, at the top of the hour, and once again at least for you people who have Apple products, please get, download the Locker Room app. That is where we can have the real conversations. Paul, I expect to see you out there tonight so we can talk about that <laughs> stuff. We can actually bring you up. You can talk uh, you know, directly with us. We can have group conversation. It's good. Um, so uh, get the Locker Room app. It will be available for Android products, I think, in about three or four months. So I apologize if that's not ready for you guys yet. But Apple people, come on. Let's go get the party started. Um, The other thing is, obviously, this was the last tournament of the year. So all live tennis is completed for 2020. Um, So you know what that means for us? (laughs) Hey! Oh! Yeah. We get some much-needed time off ourselves from recording the weekly shows. Um, But what we have been doing is we have been recording interviews with various people who you will probably be very interested in. So each week we will continue to deliver new content to you uh, via our podcast, which you can always access the latest episode by going to our bio on Instagram and clicking the link there you can always go directly to our website where we have some 80-something episodes there for you to listen to. So uh, even if you're not listening to the latest episode, you want to go back and reminisce about a previous tournament or a previous interview that we had. I know I've listened to a couple of interviews a couple of times. Um, You can go do that there. Uh, And then, obviously, if you want to go directly to your normal uh, podcast servicer, uh, we are on all of those various platforms so i'm not sure how many ig lives we will have between now and the end of the year but we will be occasionally on locker room so once again if you can get on locker room you'll have an opportunity to engage with us more in december um isaac what else do we have going on uh, well, I mean,
1: nothing much, you know, Brothers on Tennis. Don't forget www.brothersontennis.com, B-R-U-T-H-A-S, on tennis.com. That's our website. Go check us out again. That's where you can get the podcast. This is also where you can get merch. And as you can see, Brother Bryce got on what? The black cat. It's actually the, dark. Is the, the, it's blue?
0: Actually the blue. Is that
1: the navy? That's the oh, navy. See, I can't quite even tell. Yeah. That's the navy. So we've got navy, we've got black, and we've got uh, steel gray that we've added to the colors. Um, You can get them in pretty much any of the products. So it's the hats, the shirts, the, you know, hoodies and all of that. Um, We are going to be uh, offering the colors uh, right after Thanksgiving. So we're going to put those colors out there. Um, We are also going to be doing some, um, uh, you know, another round of, uh, of, of discounts on the merch. Um, so, so, so so you know if your coins are right I, I realize you know the pandemic has been a little cray cray for folk but you know if you got some coins and you you feel like spending a little something, something <laughs> support your boys man right. support your boys get you get your friend and your brother's own tennis hat because I'm telling you what folks things are things are popping things are moving forward in a very very nice way. We like I said with the interviews that we have we are going to continue to, you know, just kind of move forward and leverage and, and, and grow. And we want you as the listening audience to grow with us.
0: So, you know, come on board. Get your merch and get ready. Yeah, right. Come on now. Exactly. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, and we will, the very first week of January, we will be recording our normal uh, year in review show. So uh, we'll, yeah. we will talk about the year, uh, all the good stuff that happened. It still blows my mind that we got in as much tennis in 2020 that we did because there was a time we didn't think we were going to get a single match. Uh, and, and, um, so look for, uh, that, uh, the other thing we're going to do in that is we're going to give out our annual award. So, you know, that's always a little bit of a blast, uh, to to make that happen. Um, Karima, (laughs) I see your question, which is what happened with the Prakash interview. Did I miss that episode? You have not missed it. Uh, As I stated, we have been doing interviews and just kind of keeping them in the queue so that we can release them every week going forward um, through the end of the year. So we have Prakash. He's in the hopper. Matter of fact, the Prakash interview was so good, uh, we had to break that into two different episodes. So uh, we'll have episode one one week, and then the following week we'll have part two. Uh, to it. So you have not missed Prakash and you do not want to miss the Prakash interview. Yeah, (laughs) it was really, really good. Yeah. (laughs) We look forward to that. So um, once again, thank you guys for following us all year. Uh, We're looking forward to a great 2021. And let's keep our fingers crossed that folks start getting vaccinated and we can start uh, getting back to tournaments and we can start doing IG lives from being on location. Instead of being up in our home offices and (laughs) that kind of stuff, you know, (laughs) me having to kick my dog out while I'm recording so y'all don't hear him (laughs) laying on the ground snoring like a grown man in my house. But anyway, (laughs) so with that, everyone take care, be safe, enjoy your Thanksgiving, Uh, don't eat too much, Uh, we know we will, Um, and we will talk to you later. (laughs) This has been your boy Bryce. And that's our guy Isaac. <laughs> uh, did you just get frozen? Yo, sorry about that.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, cuz somebody called me of course. My phone froze up. I'm like, how do I get the phone to stop ringing?
0: Okay. Never had that happen before. Okay, we're going to try try the closing one more time. We're not going to end 2020 <laughs> like that. We're not going to No, we're going to end with a no broke one. With no so say. with that, this has been your boy Bryce. And this is your boy, Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis. Everybody be good. Later. (laughs) All So good. Woo. (sighs)